Welcome, and thank you for streaming this sermon. At Heritage Baptist Church, we believe that the Word of God and the Gospel of Jesus can truly change lives. So it is our hope and prayer that this service stirs up your affection for Christ and helps you to draw closer to Him. For more information, please visit hbchazlett.org. That's good right there. Psalm 91, Psalm 91. Apologize to some of you for having to put up with me today. But it'll make tonight's service so much better because I'm not preaching for you. Amen. Well, we're glad that the Lord, we can stand in His presence and just be in awe at Him. And um, thank the Lord for that. Psalm 91. We'll get there in a little bit. I'll give you a little introduction and then we're going to preach on a subject that I hope that will be a help to you today and hope that uh, we'll hopefully just kind of give you some excitement about the Lord today. The symbol that God uses in Psalm 91 is an, uh, a symbol of wings that are there to illustrate His protection and His care over things that He values. And if you're saved today, He values you. He values you as His child as part of his family. But as I begin to study the Bible and wings in the Bible, one of the first mentions of the word wings in the Bible is found, and you can just listen to this or write it down, Exodus 19.4 says, You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians and how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. The first mention there of wings in the Bible was when God said, When I brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, I brought them out on wings of an eagle. And you study the eagle, and we're not going to do that today, but they're, they're unique creatures. Some of them can have wingspans over six feet, and uh, they, can, uh, they can kill and destroy in a matter of moments, but they also can uh, care with their wings, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Then the second mention is in chapter 25 in verse 20. When God is setting up worship and rules there in the tabernacle, and He says, And the cherubims shall stretch forth their wings on high, covering the mercy seat with their wings, and their faces shall look one to another toward the mercy seat, and shall the faces of the cherubims be. So on top of the mercy seat, uh, there were two cherubims that faced each other, and their wings were pointing toward one another. And uh, I just want to give you a free bonus today is that with natural light underneath those wings, it would have cast a shadow. But when the glory of God filled that temple and filled that tabernacle, it didn't matter that there was a shadow there, but He filled it, and it was a picture there, and there's so much there. By the way, if you want a good study, study cherubims. The first mention of cherubims in the Bible is when Adam and Eve sinned, and they sent, God sent them out of the Garden of Eden. And the Bible says that He put two cherubims at the gate with flaming fire and not letting them back into, Egypt, uh, back into Eden. And then you see them covering the mercy seat. Another good little thing is you don't find them in the book of Revelation. You know why? Because they're not protecting anything. We're allowed to go back into Eden. Just a good little reference there. That's free. No offering taken on that one. I've done that a couple of times in Sunday school. And then Boaz says this to Ruth in Ruth chapter 2 verse 12. He said, The Lord recompense thy work and a full reward be given to thee of the Lord God of Israel under whose wings thou art come to trust. Even uh, uh, Boaz to Ruth used this illustration that 
uh, that the wings of God, that she had come underneath the wings of God and His protection. Now we skip to the New Testament in Matthew 23, 37. The Bible refers back to the Old Testament. It says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets, and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. God says, look, he given an allegory or a picture here. He says to Jerusalem that I came to my own, and my own received me not. He said, I would have gathered you as the hens do it a chicken. But you, you said, no, I don't want to. God uses another analogy of the wings. Let's see in Psalm 91 how God uses this, again, this analogy of wings. He says in verse 1 of Psalm 91, He says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day nor for the pestilent that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction that wasteth at noonday. And a thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall, come, uh, it shall not come nigh to thee. Verse 8, Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. And that just simply means in case you fall, you walk away. And he says in verse 13, Thou shalt tread upon the lion, the adder, the young lion, and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall, call upon, he shall call upon me, and I will answer him. And I will be him in trouble. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. After we pray, I want to preach on the subject of very simple, His wings, His wings. Father, we love you. Thank you for the day that you've given us. Thank you, God, for your wings, Lord, the picture that you've given us here through many scriptures, God, that we can come underneath there and find protection and find care in the time of need. And Lord, just, I just thank you for that. And God, I ask you to uh, help me today as I preach. God, I sure need you. I need the filling of the Spirit today. Lord, I, I need to uh, say exactly what you want me to say and not what I would have myself to say. So, Lord, I yield to you, to your word, to your will today, and ask that you would use this time that we have together to honor and glorify your Son, Jesus Christ. In His name we pray. Amen. As you see in Psalm 91, God gives us a beautiful picture of wings. Now, obviously, God does not have wings. You're not going to get to heaven, and Jesus Christ is going to come flying over there to you. It's a, it's a picture that He's given us. There's several pictures in the Bible that He gives us, uh, and this is one of them. And so I, I want to say, number one, is that, or, or kind of as a beginning, is what is it like to be underneath the wings of God? 
I want to give you three things today. I believe that will be a help to us as we look at being under the wings of Almighty God. Number one, it is a strong place. Underneath the wings of God is a strong place. Go back to verses 1 and 2. He says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High uh, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. By the way, that's where I want to be. I want to be in the shadow of the Almighty. You know what that means? He's leading and I'm following. Hello. Let me say it again for some of you that already went to sleep. Is that He's leading and I'm following. And when you follow somebody, you follow in their shadow. And that's where I want to be. In verse 2 it says, And I will say unto the Lord, He is my what? He says my refuge, which means shelter. But notice the next one. And my fortress. That word fortress means this. Strong place. wonder where I got my first point from. Shelter. He is a, a refuge, a shelter. He is a fortress. He is a strong place. Can I tell you, nothing can get to you as a child of God unless God allows it. He has fortified your life. He has made a strong place for you. Psalm 24, 8 says, Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Psalm 61, 3 says, For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from my enemy. Psalm 71, 3 says, Be thou my strong habitation, whereunto I continually resort. Thou hast given commandment to save me, for thou art my rock and my fortress. Psalm 71, 7 says, I am uh, as... I am as a wonder unto many, but thou art my strong refuge. Hello. I've been through a lot of hurricanes in my life, living in Florida, Alabama area, but Florida mainly. Those hurricanes. And can I say that uh, you, you don't, it don't take long to figure out what kind of house you have when a hurricane comes. I was raised most of my life in a double wide trailer. Can I just remind you, I don't care how many straps they put on those things, they are not a fortress, <laughs> right? The only good thing about a trailer is that the water goes under it. But the wind will not pass you by. I, I never forget whenever I was a kid, one time we, uh, we were uh, living in a single wide, I think at the time, I can't, I can't remember, it's been a while it been a, long, a lot of moons ago. And, and I remember we got the warning, you know, back in the day on the radio. Y'all remember those things? where you had to turn the dial. You know, you know what the first remote was, don't you? Kids. Right? I remember my dad going, go turn that TV. Right? Click, 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 click. And then he'd going, all right, you got to go outside and turn the antenna. <laughs> dad, is it okay? A little bit more. Nope, nope, you went too far. Go back the other way, you know. Some of y'all have to explain that to your kids later, but they're like, what's that? Can I not watch it on my iPhone? Uh, you know, today's society, right? But I remember those days, man, with the radio. This is an alert of your emergency broadcasting system. Hurricane blah, blah, blah is 20, you know, 200 miles from shore. Evacuations are blah, blah, blah. There was not, there, now listen, we were country folk. We'd go, whatever. Maybe if it was a real bad one, we'd go to my grandmother's house. My grandmother lived in a brick and mortar house. We felt a little more secure in that 1920-something house. But it made it that long that we felt it was pretty secure. And, and there were times we would come back and, and, and you know, things would be destroyed and, and things like that. But can I tell you, a, a trailer is not a place to be when a hurricane comes. And, and most of the time, the best thing to do is just to pack up and head north somewhere to, to get out of it. But can I tell you that we live in a stormy world, don't we? 
We live in a world of, of hurricanes and a, a, a just kind of uh, analogy speaking here, we live in a world of tornadoes, we live in a world of, of just uh, chaos, and can I tell you that when you get underneath the wings of God, when you get underneath His protection, it's a strong place and nothing can get under there. I remember when me and Donya bought our first house, or I bought my first house, we weren't married yet, uh, we were engaged and it was a single wife. 18 years old, they gave me a loan for a single wife. What crazy fools they were. Uh, I remember when they brought it out there, they parked it on our, on our property, and they, they put those little straps on there, you know, little metal straps. And, and uh, I think it's kind of funny sometimes because I've seen pictures of everything taken except for the, the little wheels and the foundation of it. The straps work. It just didn't hold the house on there. And can I just remind you that if you're a child of God today and you, you nestle yourself up underneath the wings of God, it's a strong place. He's going to take care of you. And if something comes into your life, it's either because you got out from underneath His wings or God allowed it in your life and that He thinks that you need it. By the way, a lot of times we don't want stuff, but we need things. Let me give you the next thing. Number two, underneath the wings of God, we see it's a sure place. It's a sure place. Look at verse 3, if you will. Go back to verse 3. Notice the first word. He says, Surely, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. That word fowler in your Bible just mean, simply means a trapper. Those who are trappers, who trap different animals. He says, And from the noisome pestilence. That noisome means wicked. Pestilent means plague. It means wickedness. And, and those who seek to... Who's the trapper of our world? Old Satan, right? He wants to trap you. He wants to get you in a snare. And can I just remind you that God underneath His wings is a sure place. I read this story a long time ago and I put it in here and I'll just read it. It says, after a forest fire in Yellowstone National Park, a forest ranger began to trek up the mountain to assess the inferno's damage. One ranger found a bird literally petrified in ashes perched uh, uh, statuately on the ground of a base of a tree. Somewhat sickened by the sight, he knocked over the bird with a stick. When he struck it, three chicks uh, scurried from underneath the dead mother's wings. Can I tell you that's what God will do no matter what happens? Yes, He's a, he's a strong place, but I'm going to tell you He's a sure place. He's a safe place this morning. And just like all the, the, the hells of this world can come and burn around you, but God's going to protect you because it's a sure place. I never forget when I was pastoring down in Burnett, Texas, and um, we had had some friends over for Fourth of July, and uh, I, I thought about this the other day. It still cracks me up till this day. And uh, by the way, me and fireworks have never—it's never went. Wow, that was good. Usually, at the end of my fireworks show, somebody almost died. And this is one of those stories. I have many of them. That's why you don't see me out there shooting fireworks no more. Me, me and Caleb, one year, uh, wherever you went, Caleb. We were shooting fireworks. I think you'll remember this. It was you, you, I think. And some guy comes in and puts a mortar upside down, goes through the table out there, a three-quarter inch plywood. I said, I'm done. That's the last year I ever got out on the ball field with that fireworks. But anyway, back to my story. Uh, is that down at Burnett, we had a, a preacher friend of ours over and his family, and we were out there shooting for, fireworks for the 4th of July, and, uh, and uh, we were out there having a good time and, you know, just shooting off fire. So we, we were going to start shooting off one of these that has like, you know, 12 or so in there and they're pretty big. You know, so I lit it and I walked away and when I did, it fell over. Because I'm Michael Wiggins, it couldn't have fell that way. 
that way, that way, it had to fall this way. Now, I don't know if y'all know, but I have a daughter named Bailey who does not go anywhere fast. Right? My whole family takes off running. I take off running and I tackle Bailey. With my hand raised, I cover her with my body. And all I feel is, zoom, zoom. I get up, I've got, I've got burn marks on my jacket, on my, on my back. I mean, it's, it's, maybe it was 1st of the year, because I think I had a jacket or something. I've almost killed kin folks, all, this, all these stories run together. But I remember those fireworks, shoo, I mean, boom, shoo, boom, shoo, boom. And I, I'm just covering her, and she's like, ah. And if it can, I, I should write a book one day on stuff that happens to me. No, stuff that happens to me, you can't, you can't make it up. People ask me all the time, you make up all those stories. I promise you, I, with my hand raised, these things happen to me. It's like I have, God just looks at me and goes, he's funny. And, <laughs> and I'm telling you, just, but, but my thought as a, as a father, I wanted to do all I could to protect my daughter. I wanted to put my body on her to make sure that nothing harmed. Could you imagine if I had that love for my daughter, how much more love God has for you? And how he says he'll never leave you nor forsake you, that he'll put his body on your body. fact, he gave his body for your body. He gave his body for your soul. He gave his body for your life this morning. It's a sure place. You need to come underneath God's wings this morning. Why? Because he's not going anywhere. Let me put a P.S. on this. It's sure as long as you stay where you're supposed to be. Michael Wiggins' problem so many times is that I get out from underneath the wings of God. I get out from the shadow of the Almighty and I quit allowing Him to be boss in my life and Lord in my life. I quit allowing Him to have the preeminence in my life. And when that happens, guess what? Uh, His wings can come up and I can go out from underneath them. But listen, as long as I stay with Him, He's going to stay with me. And it's a sure place that I don't have to sit around and go, well, I think God's going to watch out for me today. That's why I'm so glad I believe in eternal salvation. You know what? I don't have to believe in eternal salvation. The Bible teaches eternal salvation. I, I don't have to wake up every day and go, whoa, I wonder if I'm saved or not. You know why? Because he's a sure Savior. He, he's, he's, he's a sure Savior. Once you're saved, you're always saved. Why? Because I didn't earn it. He gave it to me. What would it be like if he came back and said, give me that back? He wouldn't be my father and he wouldn't be yours, but he's a true and sure God this morning. But I want you to focus in on something real quick. I want you to go down, if you will, to verse 4. And not, notice not only is it a strong place underneath His wings, a sure place, a safe place, but also I want you to notice it's a soft place. You know, so many times we think about God as one with a lightning bolt up in heaven waiting on you to mess up. Waiting on you to slip up somewhere so He can take a lightning bolt like Zeus and phew, send it down there and go, ha, 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 that's not my God. My God's the opposite of that. My God doesn't want us to mess up. And if we mess up, you know what He wants us to do? He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He's waiting on you to come back. He's the father of the prodigal. He's waiting on you. He'd leave the 99, come find the one. That's the kind of God I have. He is a God of love. Now, He's a God of justness too. Don't make Him mad. I heard one preacher say one time, don't tick God off and see what He does. He may not do nothing. He may do something, but I don't want to test it, right? There was one person in my life I didn't want to make mad. That was my grandmother on my dad's side. She was a mean lady. 
mean lady. She was she was she was something else. She was uh, you you you've heard of those families. The you know and the, my my grandmother was a rough one, and uh, she was she was something else. I'm thankful she got saved later on in life. But I'll tell you what, one thing you didn't do, you didn't make my grandmother mad. And it, it, my grandmother was one of those things that she may have one good day out of a thousand. And if you found that day, it was like you were scary. Like, okay, she's not. But usually it was like go outside and get a pear branch. Right? And if you came back in with a little one, you go back until you got the right size. And then every time you had to come back, that's an extra spanking. Right? And I learned too, the little ones, they hurt worse. I got to where I bring her one she couldn't swing. Bring her one with the pears on it. At least you have something to eat while you're getting to spanking, right? You know? And, uh, but man, she was being, I, I, me, and my, me and my cousin, uh, we'd always ride bicycles and come back to my grandmother's house and get uh, some water or something like that. And, and, and man, I tell you what, if you did one little thing, it would, she would just go off on you. And I'm thinking, you know what? I, I, I don't want to test God and, and see what he can do too. So I want, to, I want to say there again, I want to say God is a God of love. He's a just God and He loves you and He cares for you. And, and, and let me say that, in verse, go back to verse 4. He says, and He shall cover thee with His, notice that. It didn't say wings to start with, it said feathers. It talks about just, there's two, part, two parts of, the, of a structure of a wing. There is the, the, the actual bony parts that are a cartilage a lot of times and then there's the feathers. And he says here, he says, He will cover thee with, cover with his feathers. Under and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. Notice he says feathers. I began to study bird feathers. It was a really, I really love bird watching. About like shopping at the mall. They both, it was grueling, but I was like, I need to study a little bit about birds. And I began to study, and it's amazing how when you study bird feathers, by the way, God's an amazing creator. That he made bird feathers and that their wings to be strong, to be insulated, to be waterproof, but also to be soft. Has anybody ever had a down pillow, a, bird, a feather pillow? Man, those are soft, aren't they? That's what they use. They, they'll take these, these, these feathers and they'll make a pillow out of it. You used to make mattresses out of them many, many years ago. And, and, and can I say that, that God is showing us an illustration here that not only is He strong, not only is it a safe and sure place, but it is a soft place. In other words, God cares for you. God wants to remind us that He does have a soft side toward His children and that God loves you enough that He's going to take care of you. I love what the psalmist said in Psalm 18 and verse 35, he says, Thou hast also given me a shield of thy salvation, and thy right hand holdest me up, and thy gentleness has made me great. Study the word gentle in Jesus. They go hand in hand. Meekness and gentleness that he is, and, and he is a meek God. And I think about the, the, when, a, when a chicken has those uh, uh, hens underneath, her, or the chicks underneath the hen there, and how she, she could smother them, right? I mean, she really could, but she's very careful with those. Let me remind you that God is not just there to protect you, not just there to shield you, but he's there to care for you. What's the greatest thing in life when you get hurt is to go run to mama. Right? On behalf of our church and staff, thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons and more information about our church, please visit hbchazlett.com.
www.thepowerofprayer.org.